Добрий вечір. Мене звуть Наталія Ба, і сьогодні я буду ділитися моїм опитом в Росії. Hi everybody! That was a little bit of Russian because tonight is a chat with Nat and on my Instagram the polls voted to hear about my experience living in Russia. Um, so you're listening to It's All Light, which in Russian is Vsyo Svetlo or Vsyo Lechko, which the first one is like literal light, like it's lightly. And then the second one is like, it's all easy, which is totally how the title is like, it's all right or it's all light. So I love that it works in Russian. Um, okay, so tonight I'll share my experiences in Russia and later on I'll sh- even share about how I got arrested crazy enough um so it all started seven eight years ago i got my call in january 2015 um yeah forever ago coming up on yeah eight years i think 15 <laughs> eight years ago i got my mission call and i heard remembered a few friends in high school like maybe a year older than me or some of my guy friends getting called to russia like two people and being like whoa yeah like yeah, that's cool. Like he would go to Russia, you know, he's that like top notch kind of guy and like could do this, you know, shout out to Trip Affleck. He was our senior class president, just awesome guy. Anyway, so fast forward, everyone goes on their missions. I go to school. I just serving a mission was like the easiest decision for me. Like I never once questioned it, which is so funny when, when I look at my life and all the other decisions that I question like crazy, like I am so indecisive and it's like, For this one, I just had always known I wanted to serve a mission. So I just, I hope I can use that decisiveness and move it toward other decisions in my life. Anyway, so yeah, I had always wanted to serve a mission. I was ecstatic when the age changed and like I was putting my papers as soon as I could, got my call as soon as I could and I was out of there. Um, Yeah, so getting my call, I remember I'd made a list. I would look up the missions online and just like write every mission that I was like, oh, I could go to this one or this one. And I included stateside, you know, I was just setting myself up to go stateside because I wanted to go foreign so bad. Like on my application, I think I said five learn a language, five go somewhere, had no health issues, you know, like I wanted to go somewhere. And I was thinking like, oh, Africa or the Philippines, Um, never once thought of Russia ever. <clears throat> so you can imagine my surprise when I opened my mission call, which came a day later because of a holiday and like, it was just so exciting. Waited until 8 p.m., had a billion people there. It was like one of the most special nights of my life. And I like screamed it. I was like, Moscow, Russia, Russia, Moscow, like jaw dropped to the floor, like me going to Russia. And, and I never really once felt scared. I was just so excited, but also like, really me? Um, and I just always took it as a compliment from God, knowing that he knew I could handle it and be smart enough for it. You know, I, I don't, didn't think I was that smart or cool enough. I I don't know. It was a weird feeling, but I was so excited. Um, immediately my sisters were, were like terrified, you know, they had seen the movie Saratov approach and, or Saratov approach. And I had watched it like a year before I got my call with my friends and just an, a crazy movie, right? And ended up in the future serving like two hours away from that city. It was in the mission below mine. So yeah, it was the Russia-Moscow mission. And I served there from May 2015 to December 2016. Um, and it was the best. I loved it. Most of it. <laughs> But yeah, so I've been, I got home in December of 2016. <clears throat> and... Here we are seven years later. So 
yeah, what Russia was like in a nutshell. Yes, very cold. That stereotype is true. Yes, the people also very cold. Very true. But I will get more in depth on that because the people are amazing. Um, it looks very Soviet. Um, cement bu- buildings, very gray, very old, creepy Soviet toys. Like, I don't even know how to describe some of it. It's such an experience. Um, it surprisingly gets really hot in the summer. And then the dominant religion is in Russian, you say pravoslavni, which means Russian Orthodox. And everyone is pravoslavni, even if they're not really. And there's a Russian church on every corner. And there are these extravagant, you know, onion dome, gold and wooden and colorful churches. And we only got to go inside a few of them. It was kind of against mission rules to go in them as a missionary, even though we never had our missionary tag on. Um, just Americans aren't very well liked in Russia. And even though I didn't have my missionary tag on, people still knew who we were. Probably because my ugly, ugh, ugly, I almost just swore. That's bad. Ugly outfits. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish I had looked a little bit better on my mission, but that's all right. Um, I still gained a lot of weight. So if you want to see pictures, I'll link to it on my Instagram. But yeah, oh, and the food, I mean, that's probably why I gained weight. It was not very good. There were some things that were good. Blini, which are like crepes, super good. And borscht, actually amazing, which is originally Ukrainian. But borscht is delicious. And if you want some, I'm going to have a borscht party maybe coming up because it's just such good soup. It's a beet, potato, cabbage, carrot soup. And that that's actually good. Um, but everything else was like <laughs> mayonnaise and fake crab and weird veggies and just like dill so much dill i i like to this day can't eat dill anymore i'm just scarred from that um yeah lots of weird salads lots of salami and meat we would just eat like bread with like pieces of salami on it lots of bread lots of brown bread um lots of drinks like they had um kombucha there which i didn't know what it was at the time but also kvass which is like fermented black bread I think it has a little bit of alcohol in it but like minuscule so like missionaries would still drink it and it's just not it's gross kind of um other food meat patties like some mashed potatoes um carrots mushrooms people go hunting for mushrooms one time I was we were on our way home from church just walking and we see this lady kind of looking in the side grass patch by the road and we were like, hey, like, are you looking for something? Can we help you? And she like turns to us and her skirt, like her apron was like pulled up and it was like full of mushrooms. And we're like, oh, huh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, um, I saw at least one to five drunk people a day. There's a bar on every corner, um, a bar right by where we used to live in one of my areas. And yeah, the drunk people are hilarious and sometimes scary. Um, we'll get into some stories later. But yeah, Russia, lots of tall concrete buildings. Occasionally there's the the countryside and there's these little cabins called dachas. And dacha land is what we sometimes would call it. And they're just some people live in these little houses. Most people live in tall concrete buildings. Um, I'm trying to think. It, man, it's it really is a walk down memory lane. I should I should pull up my pictures. Um, the ice cream's really good and the chocolate's really good and 
it's really hard to find anything outside of Russia, like outside of Russian food. Like they occasionally had Oreos or peanut butter. Oh, they had the best Snickers. They had a hazelnut Snickers. That was really good. America doesn't have it. Oh, and they also had these cookies called cone tiki. Also, I think Ukrainian. And <clears throat> we would bite one end and the other end and sip our tea or our milk through it. And it's called slamming. And my companion at one point had like the record for slamming the most cookies. Insane. I could only do like five, which was a lot to me. So few crazy stories to start us off. Um, multiple stories of just like men following us, creepy buildings and like trying to go in and contact and it just being like, or trying to visit like less active members. Um, I should preface. So the first year of my mission, I could proselyte. We could go out and talk to people. And that is the majority of where I spent my time was just out on the streets talking to people and probably got yelled at multiple times a day some some way worse like I remember just how it just was awful um and a lot of rejection mostly rejection and we just do it for hours on end every day um yeah I didn't have that much success in the in the missionary success quote-unquote way I don't think I ever helped someone get baptized necessarily maybe one um and then helped a few less active people but yeah I just remember so we couldn't proselyte the last six months of my mission. So we could go visit less active members though, because they were already members. And there was just all these creepy buildings that we would go through and like, it would be like dark and lights flickering. One of them, we like this old rickety wooden building. And we like tried to go up to see if we could find the door. And there was like this huge dog with like chains and like, I just remember just like bad vibes immediately. And we left and um, once we were like trying to help this old lady who was had some groceries in her hands and we were like walking with her and she started going toward this like it looked like an abandoned school and we were both started getting weird vibes. So we were like, OK, here's your here's your groceries back. And as we turned around, there were like these three, a girl and two guys with these like leather jackets coming on this small path like toward us. And there was a rule that if three people usually men if three men were coming toward you you had to go a different direction so we turned the other way on this like school path and it's kind of fenced in finally we see another opening of the fence we get there and we just start running this was like broad daylight like maybe we were exaggerating a little bit but like we were just you know following our feelings and getting out of there um yeah another man in a leather jacket following us home on the metro and it can be so creepy because there's all these underground like road like tunnels that's what they're called and there's always creepy people down there and yeah one area and it was near where I served in in Moscow I only served in the city Moscow for my last transfer all the rest I was in outer cities um literally all over it all the way around Moscow but yeah there was this crazy story that you can look it up in the news um the other sisters one night who were serving in the area at the time had a feeling to go home a different way and they did and then later heard on the news that this unfortunately Muslim nanny had killed the killed the baby she nannied and put his head on a stick and like was like parading around like so so awful and yeah I looked I've looked at that story since and just knowing where that was and like having been in that area before just freaked me out um 
before I left on my mission, my mom would send me articles and one was like a, a journalist killed, you know, like who in for sure controls things and kills people who say anything bad. I do believe a lot of them are brainwashed, which is so unfortunate. I mean, not not like crazy brainwashed, but like the news, the media, what it feeds them, what they believe, you know, we're all subject to that, too. Um, and that's really hard and sad over there. Um, you'll hear in my my later stories, just they really do keep tabs on you and listen to you and are always watching, basically. And it's kind of scary. Um, but you can't you can't think about it too much. Um, yeah, there is another one, too, where it was a cold contact. So digitally, someone put in an, a request for a Book of Mormon and it was in this tiny city so a lot of my areas I had two cities that the sisters were over that we would live in one and then travel to the other one like every other week and this was one of those smaller cities that we were just in for a weekend and <clears throat> we got this media thing we're like okay we'll go drop off a book of mormon um I think we had done that before and just usually left it by their mailbox or something but yeah this one me and my companion you know happy-go-lucky walking to this this concrete building and we type in the door code that rings to the room to let the main building door open. And normally it takes like quite a few rings, but I remember I typed in the door code and it like opened like barely even ringing once. And I was like, Oh wow, cool. You know, it opened. So we opened the door and I like take one step over the threshold and immediately flip around to my companion wide eyed, her eyes also wide. And I was like, we need to get out of here now. And she goes, I immediately felt that too. And so we just, we just left and we both just like clear as day knew we needed to get out of there. And I'm grateful we listened to that because who knows what would have happened. Yeah, kind of creepy. I feel like that story blends with another one where those three people in the leather jackets, we like ran far enough away, but then we saw all three of them turn back around and get in their car. And I feel like where this other contact was, was in that same area. Maybe. I don't know. It was a long time ago, but... I don't know. Just kind of crazy. Um, okay. And last story, and I'll jump into a few other things is I was training cute sister Lunskog and we were on our way home from church. It was like getting close to nine where we had to be inside and we're walking down the street to our back to our apartment. And there was a Russian couple on a walk and they had a beautiful German shepherd dog. So I was just like, Oh, you have such a beautiful dog, you know, just making conversation as we're walking down. And they start talking and I look back now and I'm like, I really didn't understand Russian and I still don't. And it's hard, but saying something about they were celebrating an anniversary and we should come celebrate with them. And, and I think like drink champagne and celebrate whatever they were celebrating. And I was just like, mm, we don't drink alcohol. And my companion's like, we eat chocolate <laughs> in Russian. And anyway, so we're almost home and there's a Pachorichka, um, a grocery store on the corner. And he was like, this burly Russian man just like turns around and goes, stop, like, wait. And we're like, oh, okay. Like we'll chat with your wife, whatever. He goes into the grocery store, comes back out with plastic cups, two bottles of champagne and a giant chocolate bar. <clears throat> and we're like, oh no, we really have to go. Like we, and we don't drink alcohol. Like we really have to go, you know, multiple times, just like, we got to go. And, and finally his wife was like, honey, like, and she handed us the champagne and the chocolate and she's like, let him go. And, and then he was like, here's my number. If anybody ever tries to bother you, like I'm the one you need to let, let know, you know, like totally mafia vibes, you know, like he, you knew he was a respected Russian and like 
people would be scared of him and he's like you don't want to get in with the wrong people and just like call me if you need anything I'll protect you or something and they're like okay cool thanks bye and I like ran it ran into our apartment and then we were just like we're like what do we do with a bottle of champagne we're like we can't give it to someone because we don't want to promote drinking I think we ended up just putting it in the dump but we ate the chocolate bar it was this big it's called Alyonka a big Alyonka chocolate bar anyways okay so next topic I'm going to talk about learning Russian oh my gosh you guys it is as hard as everyone says it is and I probably still I mean I I know I don't speak it very well I don't think I ever really spoke it very well Russians that I meet nowadays are very kind (laughs) and say wow you still speak you speak so good and I'm like well I mean this is just a basic conversation you know um there's a lot to it and yeah I took I took one two Russian classes coming home in college and they were great one was a Russian history class and it was fun and I had to like spend so much time um (laughs) writing the essays and getting help on it and working on my grammar and it was hard because I was I still go English translating to Russian instead of thinking in Russian and how the Russians would say things which is very very different than English very different and the grammar probably shouldn't even get me started it's so hard probably not as hard as Finnish but comparable there's a case chart and everything needs to be cased correctly in the right forms there's like a bajillion verbs of motion and it everything depends on what you're doing and what you're saying um it's a beautiful language though I absolutely love it and I I want to try to speak it more and yeah I was proud when people some people could tell it wasn't an American accent. They maybe thought I was Polish or from the Baltics. And that would always make me happy because it was like a little bit better than an American speaking Russian. Um, but yeah, now let me tell you a little bit about the Russian people. I love them. I think they're just so weird and wonderful and the most loyal people I remember my exit interview with my mission president right before I went home I mean they ask you a lot of questions about your mission and I remember just getting so choked up and just about how much I loved and love the people and what they taught me and like I've had some some Russian friends move to America and kind of had the same conversation with Nastya Rybakova and she was just saying like when you're friends with a Russian like you will give anything and do anything for them, you know, like especially moving or driving to the airport or you're just always there for each other no matter what. And like it would take a bullet for you. So that loyalty, you have to kind of earn and gain. And and once you have that friendship, though, like you will have that friendship forever. And I do feel like even though it's been years and and unfortunately with all the conflicts there, which we pray for all the time, I hope it gets better because I do want to go back and I I know that they're so loyal that they'll remember they'll remember me you know no matter how many time how much time has gone by like I mean it's helpful with social media too but I think I just had always had this vision in my head oh no I'm gonna get emotional (laughs) oh it's amazing emotion just hits you but just my whole mission I I just always had this thought of of just being in heaven eventually and and running into one of the billion people I talk to um 
knowing that I had made a difference in their lives. And that's more like a personal thing, but yeah, just knowing that me walking around and saying hi and being a weirdo smiling at people, you know, people do not smile there. Um, and I would, you know, that's just part of my personality, but I just know that one day there will be at least one person, you know, that was like, Hey, like you, you talked to me, you smiled at me and it changed some part of my life. And, and there was a cute story like that where I was on the Metro in Moscow, I think just on an exchange. And this lady was like, kind of, we were just standing near each other and I hadn't started contacting anybody. And she kind of was like, there's something about you. Like you're very light, like full of light or like Svetly, uh, lightly, I guess is how it translates. And I was just like, so excited, you know, I'm like, oh, someone noticing, you know? Um, and she was like, my stop is next, but do you have like a pen or paper? Like, I could get your number and I was like oh you bet I do you know like pulling out all my my notebook my pen and my paper you know we always had on us on our planners and stuff so I like wrote down my name and number um or gave her a card or something and and got her number I think I got her number too you know it's always safer to do that so I think I got her number and name and then later called her and she just was like yeah I just wanted to ask you like why are you so lightly like like what is it about you you know what's different about you and I remember having a conversation on the phone with her, just like, it's crazy, Jesus Christ, you know, like so excited to, to share that. Um, I was in a different area, though, so I passed her to the sisters in her area. And I don't think anything ever came of it. And that is like the moral of my mission is just sometimes things come of nothing comes of it. And that's OK. <laughs> I had to be OK with rejection and success looking very, very different than I imagined. And I mean, there were many times we would hop on a phone call with the sweet um, psychologist in our mission and just like talk through hard hardships and rejection. And there's a video. So I used to teach in the MTC. I taught Russian for a year and a half. And that was like the best job, the best time ever. I love all my missionaries and I love seeing them and went to one of their weddings a few months ago. Just it's the best. And I love them and they're my dear friends. But I would always show them this video I have from my mission of me and my companion, like at the end of the day, laying on the bed, just looking so dead. And we're just like dazed. And I'm just like, people don't listen. <laughs> people don't want to, people don't care. People don't want to talk to us. Like, it was just like a depressing little video. And we were just like, we're so weird. I was the weirdest in the weirdest person. And it's just funny to look back at mission videos. But yeah, it was really hard. You had to deal with rejection and and stay positive and it, it really is a testament to me that like the atonement of Jesus Christ strengthens you because I'd be like sobbing on my knees one night just like why is nothing happening why can't I speak the language like why does no one want to let us teach them you know like I really maybe only taught like three people you know like people would like disappear that's another thing too is like you know they were maybe some type of spy or like just like some type of informant for the government and would come meet with us and then disappear like number completely gone like so wacky that happened a lot actually a lot of people would like maybe be nice show interest and then just completely drop off the face of the earth and we never heard of them again um but yeah back to just you had to deal with it and move on and there were enough like great experiences too that to keep you going and peace to fill you and you do it all over again the next day after those hard days so yeah the Russian people are amazing I had a goal to get them to laugh which is kind of really hard and, and another missionary taught me that so I would always like 
get on the bus and like after a little bit kind of turn to them and be like what would I say like hi I'm not from here obviously you could tell by my accent I would I would say that and I'd be like is this weather cold for you and it was like October and like super snowy and they're like no not even and I'm like it's cold for me like this is crazy and I mean they'd be like where are you from and we'd start talking like why are you here you know um but yeah they would always laugh when I would say it's cold and they were fine um but yeah it got really really cold I was lucky it was a more mild winter my only winter there and if I had gone like two hours more west of where I was it would have dropped like negative like negative 30 degrees more I think where I was at was like negative 15 negative 10 degrees I think so yeah pretty cold bone chilling cold very humid so it was like that humid cold um, lots of snow, lots and lots of snow. And I don't think I saw like wild animals really, but on like eight hour train rides, it was just like a tundra of snow, just like, like an ocean, but just snow for miles and miles and miles. Train rides are so fun. I love the train rides. Um, oh, I forgot about another crazy story. Um, so we were serving in a city called Voronish, Voronish, Russia. And that's the one that's like southern of the Moscow, Russia mission. And it's near Saratov. It's unimportant, but just if you know on a map, it's just more southern of Russia. And we had a district of four elders and then me and my companion. And it was just a normal Saturday. I think we were in the middle of our studies and we get a call from our zone leader, who's like a kind of a funny guy. Shout out to Elder Merrill. And he was like, I, we need to tell you something like there's a guy named Oleg and he was a member in our ward and he's threatening to kill Americans and we have to leave. And we were like, wait, are you kidding? Like, is this a joke? And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm being dead serious. And we're like, whoa, okay. And he's like, we're going to try to get out on Monday. It was Saturday. And he's like, don't go outside if you can help it. Don't talk to anybody. Just like stay low key, pack up your things. And we're like, oh, we had a, le a lesson with this cute couple that we wanted to go stop by and see if they were home. They had given us their address. And he's like, okay, maybe you can go and do that. And that's it, which I think we did that and they weren't home. So we just went back home anyway. So then we get a call later in the day and he's like, just kidding. We're leaving tomorrow right after sacrament meeting, like get your whole apartment packed. Like we're going, we're leaving these apartments and going to Moscow, which was eight hours away. And so yeah, there this member Oleg, um, which I had seen once at church, and he came and gave me this paper. And my district leader was like, "Don't even read that; just throw it away." So we did, and but that was Oleg, and we didn't really know too much. But the members were so nice, and they helped us like drive us to the train station with all our luggage. Six missionaries, each with like three suitcases. Right, we all hop on this train at like I forgot what time it was. Just in the morning afternoon after saying goodbye to all the members taking pictures um and we hopped on a train got to moscow late the office elders picked us up and we went to the office and had dinner with our mission president in his office and he kind of shared like he'd been sending him letters and emails like give me money you're the leader of this like cult or something and like i need you to pay money otherwise i'm gonna kill the americans and I think enough threats, my mission president was like, I got to get them out of there just to be safe. And <clears throat> I don't know all that went down, but I know the area president and the branch president of that area went and confronted this crazy. So, yeah, he had some psychological issues. They went and confronted him and banned him from ever coming to church and maybe excommunicated him, I think. 
and I there might have been a fight I can't remember but yeah so that was crazy and my companion at the time sister Stockwell was going home like finishing her mission the next week um and so she and I actually had gone to high middle school and high school together she had gone to India I had gone to India she got called to Moscow I got called to Moscow and then we were companions crazy as that sounds um anyway so she and I were together and so we were in Moscow and we just stayed with STLs but our mission president said don't tell anyone don't tell your families and so we're like okay keep it low-key so the sisters had no idea we were there and like we would run into other sisters and they'd be like wait what are they doing in Moscow you know what are they doing here and that whole week we were able to just see people my companion had served with in other parts of her mission and just like kind of be in limbo and and meet with meet with people and go on exchanges and then she went home and my mom went to her homecoming where she shared that story so then my mom knew and so then we could talk about it but yeah that was crazy forgot about that one until this moment anyways a few quick lessons as I wrap up just the mission taught me to to endure for sure and and to just no matter what keep going um keep trying I had to keep trying to learn Russian every day took me 18 months to like be able to speak a correct sentence and and even then like I I was able to get by and I was so grateful for that and able to teach in the MTC but my missionaries would always be like sister bot you teach us the spiritual things and like brought bell nap teaches us Russian you know like they knew I wasn't that good even though they didn't even know it but I tried and I knew the basics and I could help them memorize. I like memorizing things. Um, but yeah, it, the mission changes your life. And I think for those who haven't served a mission, your life is a mission and you will definitely have experiences to learn similar lessons and, and have mission experiences similar and, and just traveling experiences, right? Being in a foreign land always brings some cool experiences. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know, other life lessons, just love, love deeply and be loyal, like the Russians. And the joke was they were always like pineapples, you know, hard on the outside, but sweet on the inside. Once you like made an effort to get to know them, then they would maybe let you in. And, and the members there are incredible and incredibly strong to be a member in Russia and Ukraine and that the Soviet countries is so hard, you know, and I don't blame half of them for not being able to go to church for so many different reasons. Um, some of them get easily offended. That's that's really hard. Some of them are completely crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, you'll find crazy people anywhere, though. But there's a lot of stories that made us laugh. That's for sure. Um, gypsies, witches. Um, I got, like, almost hypnotized once. And this crazy guy, like, winked at me, like, grunted at me in Moscow. But yeah, I was only in Moscow my last transfer. <laughs> One time we got home at like 11 p.m. We were the STLs too, and we were at a less active member's house, and we were about to leave, and she's like, but what about the duck? And we're like, what about the duck? We got to stay and eat dinner. And then she made hachipuri, which is like this amazing Georgian like egg cheese bread. <clears throat> Anyways, so that night we got home at like 11 p.m., um, but it was a magical night because no one was outside and it had just freshly snowed and it was just a peaceful little moment and we were we knew we were safe um, in the areas we were. But yeah, the, so many mission stories. Holy cow, it's it's flooding back. I'll end with getting arrested. That's probably the biggest story. 
Um, so I was in the small town of Lipetsk, and I was in a trio. Me, Sister Fotheringham, and Sister Austin. And we were a wonderful trio. And we had our ups and downs and learned so much from each other. And they helped me a ton. Um, just changed the course of my mission in the sense of being less of a stickler, still obedient, but less of a stickler and just more about love. And I, I am so grateful for that. But so we were in this tiny apartment in this tiny city. We called it Little Armenia. There was a lot of Armenians and some great, some great members. And we had a fun district, three sisters and these two awesome elders that we got to work with. And yeah, lots of lots of things in that city. Lots of weird vibes at times. Um, but yeah, we one time were running to catch a train to go to Moscow. And the cops were at our door, like the main big apartment door. And we like were leaving. Our taxi was there. So we just kind of ran right past them. And I think our neighbors had might have called something, you know, like three suspicious Americans in this small city. Like, what are they doing here? Kind of the thing we think think so we think our neighbors called the cops on us but like the cops had shown up maybe once or twice but we're never supposed to open the door for anyone and so we just would like sit in a room and hide kind of from our window as the cops would come to the big door we were on like a the ninth floor or something anyway so the cops we knew like had come twice and one time we had to like run past them to catch our train so like maybe they they had tabs on us and my companion was like this lady I was contacting asked if the cops had found us yet. And like, we were all like, Oh, that's weird. Like interesting. So fast forward, like a few weeks later. So every time we had to get a new visa, we would leave the country and go to Riga, Latvia every three months. So I've been to Riga like six times, just the airport. (laughs) And Oh yeah. One of those times we missed our flight. That was fun. Um, but we had gotten back from Latvia, me and, me and Mary, me and Sister Rotherham. Sister Austin had just hung out because her visa was a different date. And we'd gotten back, and then you're supposed to get registered in the city with your passport. So we had our member, Anya Brodina, um, grab our passports. And the elders, I think, had recently had theirs too. So she grabbed all of our passports, and we were supposed to just sit and wait at the branch building while she went and did the registration. We did our do our studies and whatnot. So we're at the branch building, we're starting our studies and it's getting a little bit later and we kind of had the idea, I forgot whose idea it was, but like, Hey, let's walk across the street, grab some, grab some lunch and we can study and eat and, and save time. And I was in, in charge that day. We were rotating between the three of us to just like prepare to be trainers in a sense and just like have a senior companion. Cause we were all like the same age and it was my day. I remember. And yeah, one companion was like, hey, we should we should go grab lunch and, and hit two birds with one stone. And I was like, yeah. But I was like, oh, wait, no, maybe we should just stay because we were supposed to stay put, stay put and and study, you know, but then it was kind of two against one. Right. Trio. And so I was like, OK, fine. Like, you know, we're we're across the street from the grocery store and we told the elders and and we left. And then the elders called us and they're like, oh, be sure not to contact anybody because you don't have your passports on you. And we're like, oh, okay, we won't we won't really talk to anybody. This was when you could still contact. Um, also, I do my phone funny. I don't use my thumb, I use my two fingers. Anyways, so we walk across the street to the grocery store. That's when the elders were like, don't talk to anybody. And we're like, we won't. We go to the grocery store, grab a few of our favorite things, check out, I mean, say hi to the cashier. And then we're walking back across the street and 
this cop car pulls us pulls over right by us and two cops hop out and we're like oh crap <laughs> like uh-oh you know we don't have our passports and that's illegal in russia to not have your passport on you by the way so we had these cop stoppers these little blue books of a copy of our passport and we pulled them out of our bags and and handed them to the cops and they're looking at them and I think they knew Ashley, Sister Austin's was fine, but then they're like, oh, yours is all expired. We call the elders. The elders are like, we don't have our passports either, but they come running outside and they're like trying to tell the cops like, I forgot what they said, but we were just like trying to get out of this, right? And I wish I remembered it more clearly, but I remember we handed our groceries to the elders and the cops like, we're like, okay, get in the car. We got to take you to the station. And so they just took us three girls because they didn't have other seats for the guys. And so they just like put us in the cop car. No, no handcuffs, which kind of is like a letdown for the story. But we get in the cop car and I am like livid. Like my poor companions were probably like so embarrassed. Like if you hear them tell this story, it's it's pretty funny because I'm just like, we are missionaries. Like we blah, 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 blah. Like you can't do this or I don't know. I was just super crazy for a second. Um, and I think frustrated and mad and like, ugh, you know, and so they drive us to the police station and they walk us in and there's like this guy with like a shot head sitting at the side and we're like, okay, here we go. You know, Russian court courthouse, um, prison, um, uh, what's it called? Just police station, I guess. And they walk us upstairs and I was so bugged because this like girl cop was like talking to these meathead cops who had arrested us like oh you're bringing in another one like it was a joke to them and I was just like this is stupid like what are they doing like why are they what are they even arresting us for like I don't know just you know suspicious we're Americans in Russia and that's suspicious so we go there and we're like I mean immediately we had been already texting our mission president and our office lady who was Russian just like what do we do you know like this is crazy and our fault <laughs> and so we're just like, they're like, don't sign anything, speak in English, like, don't give them any information. And so we basically had to stall. And um, I was like, can we use the bathroom? Like, and we just hung out in the bathroom for a little bit. We were there for three hours and they wanted to get like a lot of information about us, but we just kind of refused. Finally, the Russian who was getting our registration passport, she came and explained everything to them and they let us go. Um... And then, yeah, we definitely were chastised by our mission president and he was, he was very nice about it. The worst though, was when the zone leader called us and chastised us. And I'm like, no, we don't need to hear it from you. We already heard it from president, you know, like, yes, we didn't follow the rules and, and yes, we got arrested and wasted three hours of people's times. And yeah, anyways, so I remember the next mission conference though, our mission president was like, okay. And due to some, some, uh, events that have transpired, like, everybody read the rules about having your passport on you at all times it's like we had some some missionaries get arrested and me and my companions just like sunk sunk down in our chairs everybody knew it was us um but it wasn't that uncommon to get arrested in russia um you can ask a lot of missionaries who served there it just kind of happens they don't like americans and they're suspicious so my takeaway from that is listen to the spirit. I had the thought, don't go, you know, but we still went. Luckily, that one wasn't like the Saratov approach where it's like, don't go to this guy's house. And they did. And then they were held hostage. You know, thankfully, it wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, I wish it was a cooler story just a little bit just because it's like I was arrested in Russia. Um, 
but yeah no I guess the creepiest thing though is that like they were watching us and keeping tabs on us probably had all of our phone records probably knew exactly where we were what we were doing you know like Russia watches you and it's it's pretty creepy and there are some stories like that too but wow 40 minutes flown by I hope you've enjoyed this journey of Russia it's a pretty remarkable crazy wonderful place and missions are great too if you're ever considering I encourage anyone to go um but yeah Russia is awesome and I'm very grateful I got to serve there and the Russian history is so interesting Russian literature amazing you could you could die reading some amazing Russian literature books just because of how crazy and amazing it is um but yeah my prayers go to Russia and to Ukraine um I hope that conflict resolves soon because it's just just so sad and I love all the people over there and yeah thanks for listening to my crazy stories if you want to hear more I'd be happy to share and yeah hope you have a great day and remember that it's all right it's all light if you make a mistake and get arrested (laughs) no just kidding no but just have a great day I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about Russia and I think a phrase a lot of you have heard of goodbye das vidanya das vidanya or you can say paka paka and we'll leave you with that see you next week bye